All right, before I get to my next guest, Nick O'Hearn and Tom Naramore, I want to give a shout-out to a couple of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at the Ben Hogan Golf Company. At Ben Hogan Golf, they manufacture some of the finest golf equipment in the world in their small factory in Fort Worth, Texas. That's because they build each club by hand using the same process Mr. Hogan created when he started his company 65 years ago. They call it micromanufacturing, so no mass production, no shortcuts, Visit them online at BenHoganGolf.com to learn more about their tour quality products and factory direct prices. also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret the pros know. A larger lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus 4 technology is designed with 4 additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play Plus 4 and release the secret the pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet, the winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence, grip golf pride. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends at the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show. All right, now joining me are PGA Tour Pro Nick O'Hearn and Tom Naramore. Let me give you some background on both guys. Nick is from Perth, Western Australia. He grew up playing baseball, tennis, and golf, and he turned pro back in 1994. He qualified for the European Tour on his first attempt going through Q School in 1998. He played on the European Tour from 1999 to 2007, where he finished runner-up seven times. In 2004, he earned his way into the top 50 in the world golf rankings. 2005, he was ranked number 24 in the world and was a member of the international team at the President's Cup. There, he teamed with countryman Peter Lahner to defeat Davis Love and Kenny Perry in the Friday matches. And on Saturday, he paired with Tim Clark and defeated Fred Funk and David Toms. 2006, he reached number 21 in the world and he won the Australian PGA Championship when he holed out from the greenside bunker to birdie the fourth playoff hole to defeat Peter Lonard. That season, he also had his best finish in a major, tying for sixth at the U.S. Open, and he won the Australia-Asian Order of Merit. Nick is the only player to defeat Tiger Woods in the World Golf Match Play event, and he did it twice in 2005 and 2007. He's written a wonderful book titled Tour Mentality, Inside the Mind of a Tour Pro, which you guys can find out on Amazon.com. Now, tonight he is joined by Tom Naramore. Tom is the co-founder and CEO of Dollar 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 Inc., and they're the creators of D3 Golf, the first peer-to-peer golf skills challenge app where you can wager with and challenge any player on the app, anyone around the world, including Nick O'Hearn, which I definitely do not recommend. But I'm thrilled to have both guys with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Nick. Hey, Tom. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Chris. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me again. Hey, Chris, Tom here. Uh, just absolutely uh, uh, a joy for me to be on your show. I appreciate you both. Nick, I, I want to start with you and just sort of catch up. Talk about what's been going on with you this year and the things down in Australia. You guys going through the same sort of COVID issues that we're experiencing over here? It's been a very interesting time. We we uh, we were locked down pretty hard. I'm, I'm living in Melbourne, which is a state where Royal Melbourne Golf Course is, of course, uh, in the state of Victoria. And we were we were locked down for almost six months and they were very, very strict. And, and now we've come out the other end. So, um, 
you know, looking on a global scale, everyone else seems to be still fighting the, the COVID and everything. And, and um, but down here in Australia, things are progressing pretty well. So we're, we're fairly lucky. They took a very strict stance early on, and uh, I guess it's paying rewards. And Nick, kudos to your father. I saw your tweet a few days ago about him shooting his age a few weeks ago and then going below his age a little over a week ago. I know that's something that uh, my father has done as well over the last few months. Very proud watching him best his age. Talk about your father's game. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he was a huge influence on my golf early on. He taught me certainly the fundamentals when I got going. And I kind of followed whatever he did. He was a very good baseballer back in the day. And, you know, if, if uh, the option was ever to go to the major league you know, in the 60s here in Australia, he would have been over to America, no doubt. But, um, you know, he's very handy with a golf club. Uh, has that sort of rounded baseball style of a swing. He's played off a single figure his whole life. And when he was 74, he shot his age. And uh, six weeks ago, he shot 78, which is his age now. And I said, Dad, you know, let me know when you break your age because I'm sick of you shooting it. And, uh, <laughs> funnily enough, about a week later, <laughs> He rang me up and he said, uh, I three-putted the last, but I shot 77 and broke my age by a shot. So uh, it's very, very impressive, and hopefully I get a chance to do that one day. Nick, I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on the Masters, starting with the fellow Australian, Cameron Smith. He's a he's a, a wonderful player, first player ever to shoot all four rounds in the 60s there at Augusta National. And, and one of the things I really enjoyed most about watching him this year is every time I saw him, he had a smile on on his face. Talk about what you saw from him. Yeah, I think it was one of the greatest scrambling displays as well that I've ever seen uh, in, a, in a golf tournament, especially at Augusta, where, where it's so tricky around those greens. I think every time he walked onto a green, it looked as though he was going to hold a putt. Whenever he had a wedge or a short club in his hand, it, it kind of looked a bit Seve-esque, so to speak. Um, you know, he... He's obviously not the longest player out there, and the golf course was definitely softer given at the time of the year. So it was uh, it lent itself to being more aggressive. And as we saw with the scores all through the week, DJ shooting the record score and Cam shooting four rounds in the 60s. I mean, that's that's pretty unlucky to shoot four in the 60s and, and not win the golf tournament, let alone to be beaten by about five strokes, I think, in the end. So it was an amazing achievement by him. And, and he's just such a very... Very nice young bloke and, uh, and a hell of a player, as we saw. So he's he's got a great future in front of him. Yeah. Do you do you consider him to be a guy who's got to be a favorite looking ahead to next April? Well, it'll be interesting because you know the way the golf course set up. I think so. Him, I saw him hit that shot in the fifteen on Saturday. It might have been a seven wood or something where he stuck it to a foot, and the ball just didn't even move when it landed. I mean. In April, that's probably over the back of the green and close to the water down the back. So, um, you know, it's going to be a different setup, so very much a different test. And, and all credit to him for the way he played to to uh, to give it a chance. And, I mean, every time you visit Augusta, you're always looking to gain experience. Even if you're not in contention, there's always things you can look out for for the next time you're there. And, and the way he held himself, uh, you know, on that Sunday especially was just so impressive. So I think he'll be one of the contenders for sure, but it's, it's very much a long hitter's course, obviously, and, and the shorter guys, they just have to be on all aspects of their game, and, and Cam showed that throughout the week with his putting and his short game. So let's take that a half a step further, Nick, and talk about some of the things we saw from players out on the Champions Tour. I mean, you know, Bernard Longer, we were talking about it last week, and then the, the first segment tonight, Larry Mize, both those guys in their 60s, Longer, who actually uh, you know, w- was right around uh, the leaderboard all weekend long. And then what we saw from Mike Weir, I thought what we got from those three guys, considering 
how much shorter they drive the ball than everybody else was particularly amazing. It certainly was. I mean, Lang is effort. I think in the end, he might have been a stroke in front or tied with Bryson round. Hey, you've got two two ends of the spectrum there for sure. I mean, the, the talk of the town going into the week was obviously Bryson and his length and how he could really take the course apart. I, I actually feel that come April, the, his length will be more of a factor because the greens are going to be so much firmer and playing the golf course will be playing that, that much different. Given the conditions, it did bring the shorter hitters in because they could then hold the greens with longer clubs. And I remember when I played my Masters back in the mid-2000s, I just, you know, was hitting four irons and hybrids and fairway woods and a lot of the par fours and, and just trying to hold the greens is almost impossible. So when the course sets up that little bit different as, as we all knew it would and then the rain that came Thursday morning, it changed, just changed the event completely. I mean, obviously the number one player in the world, you know, the best players are all still going to be up there and, and uh, it, it sort of brought the field in a little closer, but you've still got to play some amazing golf around there. And that, that round Larry my shot on Thursday of 70, a couple under par is, is, you know, probably like DJ or Bryson shooting a 63. It was that good. And Nick, talk about your experience playing there. When you went there to play for the first time, who were some of the guys that you played practice rounds with to try to figure out how exactly to play Augusta National? Hmm. Well, I, I'm all just picked other people's brains. Uh, you know, one of the best things I did my first year there is I went to the caddy master and I said, who's, who's one of your best caddies that I can uh, take out with me? And I ended up, uh, hiring him for 18 holes. So, you know, he wasn't going to caddy for me, but I wanted him to walk the golf course with myself and my caddy so that we could, we could pick his brain about, okay, where does this putt go? What is, what is, you know, what's the pin position going to be here? And, and I really absorbed a lot of his information. It was one of the best things I did. And, Practice rounds, you know, I had one year in particular playing a practice round with Ben Crenshaw and then played with him in the tournament. And it was, uh, you know, one of the most amazing putting displays I've ever seen when I played with him. He just, he just worked the golf course beautifully, you know, on the greens. He just knew where to put the ball and how to roll it. And, uh, it's, it's an ever changing thing, Augusta National, I believe. I mean, every time you go there, you learn something new and, and to be able to walk through those gates and, and play the tournament is, is something very special. So, Tom, talk about uh, your, your app, the D3 Golf app, and how you got Nick involved with what you're doing. Well, first of all, uh, I've always said that I love being luckier than, uh, than good, right? Uh, so, with a chuckle there, um, serendipitously, we had an idea with this crazy, silly idea that we could connect golfers who like to bet on the course and in different courses around the world. Right, uh, sort of the the poker stars of the poker world, if you will, that we could erase location and time and use technology to allow golfers that like to bet their buddies uh, to do that anytime, anywhere, any location. So with that idea, um, one of the things that we wanted to build was a way for the players to put their money into the app and have the app move the money back and forth uh, based on the winner, on the winner, right? And so to do that, um, we needed some consultants. And through an initial consultant that we had back in 2018, he happened to be working with Nick on another project. And he said to me, uh, hey, I know this uh, professional golfer um, that might be interested in helping out. And so he introduced me to Nick. And uh, listen, I've had the pleasure of working hip to hip with Nick now a couple of times a week. Uh, for the last two and a half years. So 
Um, not only has my business gotten better, but my golf game too. Uh, when you can hang out with a, with a tour pro, it is amazing what you learn just by watching an osmosis. So I feel very lucky. So Tom, talk about it. Like, you know, particularly, you know, this year with COVID and that sort of thing and, and travel being restricted. I know annually I go on a golf trip with my buddies. So, uh, you know, my, my buddy, Ange, uh, we didn't get the opportunity to go play my other buddy, Joe and Bob. So I got two guys down in Orlando, one guy over in Myrtle beach and, and they didn't get the opportunity to lose to me and have to buy me dinner. So talk about how we can all play at different courses at different times, but still end up betting and, and, uh, and, and competing against one another. Absolutely. So when you build a profile in the app, uh, and anybody can download the app at our website, which is d3golf.com, uh, download the app. It's completely free. Uh, you can load your wallet uh, and invite your friends if they're already there then you have the ability to go play golf. We have all 40, over 40,000 golf courses loaded in the world. However, we are on version one right now, so it's only available in the U.S. Come Q1 2021, uh, we're going to launch Australia, Canada. We're looking at Europe. Um, uh, we're looking at the legality of that. We're going to do Australia, Canada, uh, and uh, another uh, another country that... that um, we're thinking about so uh so it's that simple uh you load your friends you go play golf uh you start a challenge you pick the wager amount and the game that you want to play right now we've got nassau and skins um you can do carryovers you don't have to do carryovers but you can bet any amount you want um because it is a skills challenge meaning you're going to play a game of golf and your buddy's going to actually play a game of golf and by the way we validate that the game is actually played with location services. Um, it's not considered gambling. Uh, uh, this is actually a skills challenge uh, and is completely legal. Um, so we have all of our compliance, all of all the legality uh, uh, done, and uh, the app takes everybody's handicap and the tee box they play. There's a slope rating uh, on all tee boxes. We do the hard math on the back end. By the way, our, our math was validated by the USGA. Uh, and it takes care of all of uh, the pops and who gets strokes on what hole. Uh, it takes the relationship to par since you're playing two different courses at the same time. Uh, and the scores, it determines the winner. It tells you who the winner is, and it moves uh, the money back and forth from player to player. And you mentioned uh, being a uh, a, um, a skills challenge, but talk about how we can play skins against one another as well. Yeah, so skins uh, is the latest game that we loaded. Um, and so uh, what happens is, um, you know, in a, just like a local match, right? Um, when you set the game up, you determine when you set the game up how much a skin is worth. So um, in our version one right now, every hole is its own skin, and whoever gets uh, the closest relationship uh, or the lowest score, obviously, on that hole, um, if you're playing two different courses where I'm on a par three and you're on a par five, then what the app does is it compares relation to par. So if I, if I shoot a four on a par three and you shoot a four on a par five, you actually birdied even though our scores were the same, you win that skin. 
So up front, we determine how much a skin is worth, and then you win that skin. We play all 18 holes, uh, and if we've got carryovers, if we don't have carryovers, the app take care, takes care of all the math, and it shows each player who won what, who won each hole, and how much was distributed from player to player. So, Nick, tell me, tell me why I would want to go up against you. I mean, the, the thought of playing against you seems ridiculous, especially for someone of my skill level. But talk about how we can theoretically challenge you. Yeah, well, that's going to be part of the app, which I'm really excited about, is um, some celebrity challenges. So we might get some other golf pros involved as well and other celebrities. And, uh, you know, growing up here in Australia, that was, it was a no-brainer. Every time I played around a golf, I'd always, um, I'd always, you know, bet a few cents or a dollar here and there against my buddies. And then when I get introduced to this idea, I, uh, I was just so fascinated because I'm thinking, well, surely this has been done before, but it hasn't. You know, D3 Golf is the first app out there to do it, and uh, I'm really excited about that in that sense. And and there's two two types of play: local, where we're all playing in the same group. Uh, and remote play where we're in different groups or at different locations, as Tom's saying about you know, different golf courses that might be across the other side of the country. But the beautiful part about golf and what I've always loved is, is the handicap system. I mean, I just had a round of golf this morning. I was playing against a buddy of mine uh, who's off an eight handicap and I'm off a plus four handicap down here. And we play a Stableford format and we both came in at 36 points. So, you know, there's a 12-stroke difference uh, in handicaps, but we competed right the way down to the wire. And and I think that's that's the beauty of golf is it's the only sport in the world where pros and amateurs can compete against each other on a level playing field. It just won't happen in any other sport. And um, you know I've shot five and six under myself on a round of golf, and I still get beaten by eighteen handicappers. It's just the way it goes, unfortunately. But uh, I've had a blast doing it, and I'm I'm really looking forward to launching it down here in Australia, and uh, you know continue to challenge Tom and see if I can take a few dollars off him. <laughs> Guys, just a couple more before I let you go. And Nick, I know you just turned 49 back on October the 18th and the Champions Tour looks like it's, uh, it's just there on the horizon for you. Are we going to get the opportunity a year from now to see you out there? Oh, it's, you know, it's on the horizon, but it's not one of my main priorities at the moment. I'm still, uh, at, you know, I, I stopped playing full time about five years ago now and, and we moved back to Australia a couple of years ago. So. When I hit 50, um, I'll think about it and, and see where my game's at and give it a good shot. But again, a lot obviously will depend on travel restrictions and COVID and all that sort of thing. Um, I'll have to go through the Q school over there because I never won in the U.S., unfortunately. I came close several times. But, uh, you know, beating Tiger Woods twice in match play, I think that should give me an automatic exemption under the Champions Tour, but apparently it doesn't. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> So I'll have to I'll have to wait a bit there, but um, you know I'm I'm really enjoying playing. I'm, I'm mentoring and coaching other players now, and still playing a couple of local events, and uh, and I'm really excited about this golf app and, uh, and and just you know getting people playing. And and as I mentioned before, you know I grew up whenever I played, there was always some action on the side, and that's that's where the competition comes in, and it's just a fantastic uh, fantastic project to be involved with. Nick, let our listeners know how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing and follow you on social media. Yeah, sure. I'm on uh, I'm on the Twitter, uh, which is, I guess, at Nick O'Hearn, and same with Instagram. Um, I have my own website, nickohearn.com, and I've uh, actually just recreated some, uh, another website called tourproexperience.com.au, which um, 
you know, another golf pro and myself, we take out clients for uh, what we call the tour pro experience. You know, something if you went to a PGA tour event, this is how it's going to be. We're going to give you the the best gear, the best food and wine, and uh, show you the golf courses and uh, and give you some uh, an amazing experience. So that, that's something I'm really looking forward to. But uh, Instagram, Twitter is always the best way with me, and and you'll see a lot more of me coming up when uh, when the app gets launched here for sure. And Tom, let our listeners know about how they can stay up to date, download the app where they can find it, and then stay up to date with all the great things that you guys are going to be doing with version one and then future versions as well. Absolutely. So uh, you can find us on the web at uh, d the number three golf.com. Uh, we both Android and iOS uh, links are right there. So whatever platform you're on uh, and uh uh, our Instagram is wanna bet me at wanna bet me w a n a b e t m e. Uh, that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on that handle at wanna bet me. Uh, so you can find us there, follow us there. So yeah, we're we just started development on uh, version two. It'll be out uh, mid to late uh, first quarter of 2021. We're looking at a March launch. Uh, many games, it's going to be a completely new experience. And like I said, we're going to launch some other countries. So uh, you get some international play as well as play your uncle across uh, across the United States or your buddies. So looking forward to it and uh, just excited about it. You bet. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nick, Tom, I can't thank you enough for taking time, Nick, for out of your day over there in Australia. Nick, uh, uh, out of your evening there out in California. But I can't thank you enough for being a part of the show. I hope you'll come back, uh, both of you will come back and update us on how things are going with the app and uh, and uh, let us know what's new and how uh, version two is coming. It sounds fantastic. I can't wait to take some money off my buddy. <laughs> there you go. Look Thanks. forward to it. Thanks, Chris. Take care, fellas. Great, great chatting. Happy again. holidays. Thanks, Nick. Take care. Yeah. Happy holidays. Stay safe out there. We'll catch up soon. That is the great Nick O'Hearn and Tom Naramore. Again, the the app is D3 Golf and it's D3Golf.com. So very excited about what those guys have to offer and what it's going to look like, what version two will be like, and let alone version one. And certainly looking forward to, uh, to downloading the app, getting my buddies to download the app, and then not only taking some money off of them uh, for what it's like uh, over the course of our round, but then utilizing that skins piece as well. So. Great stuff. Look forward to catching up with those guys again soon.